You want a footy podcast with expert opinion. Beat Frio their last gift or whatever that holds. Yeah. With sizzling hot takes. They're a bigger cop taste of their fans than late 1990s Pamela Anderson. And unique analysis. What was it? What was the quote, mate? I don't know. I was pissed. <laughs> you want the Greenfield Post footy podcast. Yeah! Round four of the AFL footy action is done. I think I just broke my chair. I'm that excited. I legit just broke my chair, by the way. But I am very excited. <laughs> After a great win from Collingwood on the weekend, I am guess we're going to touch on that. Players of the week. Uh, we're going to talk about the worst team in the AFL right now. There's a few clubs putting their hands up. Um, Rudy wants to ask you, is Saturday the worst day of footy ever? I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm just reading this rundown as we go. Was it? <laughs> well, was, we'll talk about that, but I'm, I'm, I'm let's staying find, close. Let's find out. Collingwood's a massive win. The, the man that no one wanted in the offseason, Daniel Menzel, rip-schnorting game on the weekend as well. Rudy's rant's back, and of course we'll preview... Uh, I think we've got 19, 19 days of footy coming up in round five. It stretches <laughs> a long time. It is a GF- It's longer than the week itself. It it's, is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually fucking up time. It's longer than the Commonwealth Games. Um, it is GFP Footy Podcast. I'm your host, Rabs Warren, uh, here with Ethan Maldrum and Rudy Edsel, of course. How are we, boys? Very good. Are you? Sur- really? Surprisingly. After that Melbourne loss? I just shake these things off, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, He's like, 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 like on the on the scale of things over the last ten years, it's actually a pretty good weekend. Ethan Ethan's just Taylor Swift over here, shaking it off. <laughs> oh, wow. And we've started uh, around, yeah, we, uh, we're, flying, we're flying, we're flying. We're flying with the Taylor Swift uh, <laughs> reference. Eth, uh, you said last week Melbourne were just one Max Gorn kick away from being, you know, uh what two and one or three and three. Three, three, and, and, oh. three and oh, and now where you are. Look at them now. And look at you now. <laughs> it's a grand Old flag. It is a high flying what flag. An absolute fast slash shambles that was. Omni shambles. An omni shambles. Mm. An omni fast shambles. It was awful, and it was. Like, it was. I, I don't understand. They're twenty one points up at quarter time. Was it? Was that right? They, they, they looked like rolled gold in the first quarter. They did. Like, like, they, they couldn't do anything wrong, and then mm. everything went wrong. Yeah, we will talk about that. We will talk about because I was at, I was actually at the pub watching the NBA uh, finals, and so we watched the first quarter. And then I started having a couple of ca- big cojones. What are they called? They made that Hawaiian beer? Kahuna? Kahuna? Big wave? Oh, no. it's at Civil Lake Social on Chapel Street. Anyway, oh. look up at half time and Hawthorne's in the lead. I was like, where the fuck did this what? come What? What? Yeah. Hell. Because they look nowhere. I know. Again, we will talk about that. We will talk about it. Um, we also want to talk about this. Good old Collingwood forever. We know how to play the game. <laughs> Don't we normally start with our players of the week? Yeah, we are. But I'm sidejacking the show. <laughs> He's about to bring up 22. <laughs> how, how good uh, were the pies on Friday night? So, uh, look, I'll, I'll, I'll kick off I'll kick off players of the week. I'm, and, um, yeah. I'm leaving if you play that again, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so, you're, you're a Collingwood fan. Yes. Your player of the week. He's what? Could it? Is it Grundy? It's Grundy. It is. <laughs> it is Grundy. It can't be. It is. I was talking to uh, a few few uh, people around the office on Friday. Uh, I don't, we don't. We're not advocates of gambling here, of course. Gamble responsibly, and we are until actually, we get a gambling sponsor. Uh, uh, t- correct. We're probably against gambling because of the amount of sponsorship. And Hang uh, on, uh, it? until we get a until we get a sponsor. sponsor. Yeah. But the mega bet that uh, the betting company that's you know light blue with yellow and do all those stupid videos. <laughs> there it is. Yes. Those boys, Grundy, the, the Mick Malloy impersonators. Grundy was uh, the mega bet was Grundy to have uh, forty hitouts, thirty possessions, and a goal. <laughs> Rudy sends me a message in like the third quarter, going, "Oh, Grundy's Grundy's had." Uh, Hang on, no, no, it was thirty, twenty, and a goal. That's right. Yeah, and it, uh, midway through the third quarter, I've messaged Rabs and said, 
Uh, just quietly, he's on 20, 29 hit outs and, uh, and has kicked a goal. This was money for Jam. It was absolute money for Jam. Paying 10 bucks too, by the way. Mm. He, he Look, all the talk about the Ruckman are back, but he has been unbelievable for all four games. Even in the losses, he's been dominant. He played Sam G- Jacobs, who is a very, very good Ruckman, and absolutely killed him on that's, Friday that's, night. That's a proper scalp. It Sam is. Jacobs. No, yeah, legit. That's it, yeah. a, a top three Ruck over the last and, five years. And that goal, where he, he gathered the ball at halfback, you see him run, he did a couple of handballs and a shepherd with Chalor gets the ball back, has a bounce... In the, in the driving in, rain. In the rain and slots it from 45 on the run. And then that photo that Getty got of him just with his arms raised, like running yeah. around, that is one of the best goals you will ever see from a Ruckman. I agree with that. I it, Most notable for me was the, the guy, the bloke on the boundary that it cut to, the fuming, <laughs> the Adelaide, fuming Adelaide fan just staring at the screen. <laughs> Just with his wet it. hair, and he's just so he, pissed off. He only, just shaking the only angrier person in Australia was Joanna Griggs last night on the Commonwealth <laughs> Games closing ceremony coverage. <laughs> well, well, to be fair, the um, the Adelaide Crows did as much as the uh, as the, 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 the <laughs> yeah. athletes did last night. That's true. I think just to just to touch on Grundy because I don't think we've given it ex- enough love. To be honest, no. That was probably the best game I've ever seen from a ruckman. I reckon just about like single. Ruckman game. It's huge. Like, I mean, Brad Utton's had a very dominant, some very dominant uh, games in his career. Dean Cox as well. Dean Cox as well. But you know, he, Max Gorn once single-handedly killed Geelong in Geelong. Yeah, but I mean, we're looking at Ruckman now. He had thirty-three touches and forty hitouts and, and a goal. I mean, that's yeah. that's midfield it's, stats. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh... <laughs> It's like the footy version of a triple-double. Mm. There, there are a lot of good midfielders in the game that have never had 33 touches. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and, and look, I think the AFL and AFL clubs are realising that, hang on, these big blokes have, they're in, their lungs are in proportion, so they can actually have big engines if we get them fit. Mm. You look at Gorn, you look at Grundy, you look at Martin, these guys are running out pretty much the entire game in the ruck with sporadic two or three minutes off. Yeah, well, it's so valuable because it just gives you another... Like gigantic midfielder, yeah, really. Well, we'll, mm. we'll uh, we've got to touch on the pies a little bit later on, but um, I think Sidebottom's also he's in the shadows of, of Grundy, but he's been sensational too. Mm. But um, yeah. we'll move on. Roots, who's your player of the round? Um, I'm like you, going for my own team here, and um, I'm going to go with Brandon Parfit. Mm. I thought that he yes. was um, it was a coming of age game for him. I remember the first time I saw him play for the Cats last year. My first thought was that guy is enormous, um, and then my second thought was. He's an actual decent midfielder. Um, he can seriously play. He was um, super hard at the contest yesterday. Had 28 touches. I think 16 of them were contested. He kicked three goals, um, seven inside, 57 tackles. It was pretty much a you know a complete performance from a um, from a guy of his skill set. And the yeah, just looked great out there on the the GMHBH Stadium. Do you, do you lose points for playing St Kilda? Well, I mean, if you're gonna do if you're gonna start going with that, you pretty much invalidate every. Decent performance over the weekend, except for Grundy's. Well, la- <laughs> last year, um, we Parfit looked sensational, and then he he ripped his hammy against Collingwood. And I before, remember it, yeah. But the games before he he injured himself, you know, everyone was he'd had a lot of performances where he made everyone stand up and, and take notice. And he was eighteen, and he was the size of Jimmy Bartel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I said, that's just to you earlier, Rabs. I reckon they just didn't want to have to resize the number three jersey. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at him and went, "Ah, pretty much exactly the same dimensions." Yeah. <laughs> Get him some long sleeves. But no, he was sensational. What he had twenty-eight touches in um, three goals. Three goals. That's a sensational performance, Eve. 
Um, unlike you two, I'm going against my own team. And I'm well, got- mate, who, you can't select any Melbourne player for <laughs> player of the week. You got to win. Jake Lever's seven turnovers from nine touches, maybe. Uh, no, I'm going for Jago Romero. Yep, because Good call. It, it, it seems like. Again, we touch on like players like Jimmy Bartel. Once the rain starts falling, there's just a certain type of player that just relishes those conditions. And Jago Romero is one of those. He's probably a top 20 or 30 player when, when it starts raining. And that's exactly what it did. Um, his third quarter was enormous. He had, what, 28 touches, hit the scoreboard a couple of times. It's exactly what Hawthorne have been looking for and not exactly what they've gotten so far. Like It's actually a properly damaging performance from midfield. <clears throat> what really spurred Hawthorne on to a huge win in the end? The, the, that goal that he kicked, I think it was in the third quarter, where he burnt off three Melbourne players who were chasing him just with pace. Yeah. was insane. The, the guy has had, yeah, he's got basically no knees left, and he was just able to just turn on the afterburners like that Bur- and just blow guys off. Burnt off three players. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It's crazy. So you guys tweeted essentially the exact same thing five seconds apart on yeah. yesterday. <laughs> were, were you can, sitting? Can, next, I, can I clarify? Were you sitting Rooney next to tweeted each other? it two seconds after I did. Were you sitting next to each other? Yeah, of course we were. <laughs> can you? What, what's the tweet? Can you enlighten the DFP listeners, all, all three of them? Um, or what we just basically said what I just said that. He has a decent turn of pace for a bloke who's had seven zillion knee surgeries. Look at you rehashing content, Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, yeah, man, it's all, it's all, it's all, um, you know, I just, it's all, I'm just refining it all for Monday when I bring the actual gold. <laughs> I, um, I think Hawthorne are very smart. You know, they, they, they played the long game with him. They didn't want to rush him back last year. Yes, he played a couple of games, but their, their medical team are like, look, you know, this guy's only 24 you know, years old, we really want to get them, actually have him have a career at the Hawks. At Hawks. So mm. they've let him go for a little bit. And look, it's paying dividends to start with. I think he will have to have a few games rest sometime throughout Absolutely, this year. Absolutely, yep. yep. But uh, it's been sensational. I'm going to move the uh, rundown a little bit here and talk about another bloke with, with knees. And, and Dan Menzel. Dan Menzel, yeah. He's been, uh, we've already mentioned on this podcast, he was put up for trade. Anyone could have had him for basically biscuits. And he stayed at Geelong, and what a move it's been for Geelong. Yeah, well, it's, he's, um, I think, third in the uh, Coleman at the moment, um, and just looks a legitimate target up forward for the Cats up there, and he can kick goals from anywhere. He's, his vision and his ability to think through a kick is pretty remarkable. For, for a bloke who's reportedly on $180,000 a year, which is probably what some top drafters are getting in their first season, it's extraordinary. Mm. How no one would want to pick him up, even like obviously there's no defensive pressure you're getting with him, or you know he tackles inside fifty or whatever. But he kicks goals, and he's better at kicking goals than probably all, uh, maybe four or five, or at the moment two players in the competition. Yeah, um, it seems pretty straightforward to me. I did see a quote from Chris Scott today where he said, "I don't mind if he uh, doesn't tackle. I just need him to kick four or five goals a game." Like, all right, so just just go out there and kick a hundred, Dan, and, <laughs> and you'll keep your spot in the side. <laughs> If you win a Coleman, you won't get dropped. <laughs> a lot of the times, I feel that clubs look at what players can't do, and they don't, and they don't focus on what players can do. Mm. Yeah, he's not going to get you five tackles. He's not going to, you know, corral players, you know, over the boundary every game. But if he's going to kick you, three if he's going to kick four five goals, he five goals, five, three, like today, mm. he, and, and with bloke, he hasn't got any cartilage. He basically has got two like massive Duplo blocks for knees. Yeah, <laughs> he's turning blokes. One on one, you yep. kick it to him one on one. He's going to get that footy seventy percent of the time. Mm. Yep. No, you know how many good. tackles he's had for the season? Uh, guess about as many as me. 
three. That's fine. And you know what? Who gives a shit? That's fine. That's why you have Parfit. That's why you have Cockatoo when he's fit. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're the players who are going to put pressure on. I don't think I've ever seen... Uh, well, who am I thinking of here? Oh, Jesse White never laid a tackle, but that's probably why he's no longer no on the list. <laughs> <laughs> if Jesse White's your benchmark, you're in serious Okay, well, look, let's look at Adelaide. How many tackles do you reckon Josh Jenkins would have laid? Not many, but he kicks goals. Against well, shit how, how many, how many <laughs> goals. Yeah, how many <laughs> Collingwood defenders were in the goal squad? Well, that's right. <laughs> Balls um, up the other end. <clears throat> now, uh, great win from Geelong, but we've got to focus, shift focus on opposition teams, St Kilda, as well as, as Carlton, uh, Brisbane, and, and Melbourne. And, gee, there were some very ordinary performances on the weekend. I'll, I'll, this is pretty shit for me to say, but I will say this. Uh, Richo, uh, Alan Richardson, is very lucky that Dylan Robert had collapsed. Because a lot of focus has been on Dylan Robin and our thoughts do go out with him. But if that hadn't happened, there would have been a lot more heat than what's on Richo today. I just wished to uh, <clears throat> distance myself from that <laughs> comment specifically. But <laughs> but I do think, um, I said to you guys last night, we've got to put some heat on Richo here. Because I, I this stage, I can't see how he lasts a year. No. They're not, they're just, they're not getting better. Uh, they're probably getting worse. They look like. They look like their list doesn't bind to the game plan to me. They look rudderless. Their captain's Jaron Geary. They've he was no... all right on the weekend. Yeah, I know. I, I know. He's all right. But you want, like, is, is he the one setting the example? You want, there looks to be a vacuum of leadership to me. There's no A graders in that team. No. no, there is no A graders in that team. They're very vanilla. It's, uh, they've got a lot of the same bloke. And they're all named Jack. Like, well, how, how, know, many, like... how many seasons in a row are people saying, Jack Billings, he's just going to explode? And yeah. And he, he might for five games a year. Yeah. He, he looked at the first game, but, you know, against Brisbane at home. Yeah, like, well, that's like, right. You, you'd really expect him to by now. Well, St Kilda were very dismal. At least they scored, you know, 56 points. Let, let's shift to Carlton, 30 points. Brisbane, 17 points on the weekend. <laughs> Melbourne, 48 points against Hawthorne. And Melbourne, everyone was saying, are the next Victorian club to win the premiership. Well, Melbourne, I think they kicked one goal. They kicked one of the last 18 goals or something. Something like that, yeah. And they look completely in control at quarter time, and then it just completely just fell apart. Yeah, I just forgot what they were doing, and yeah, and Hawthorne just went, "See ya." We're, you know, we're we're still Hawthorne here. <laughs> you can't just ignore us. And then, um, uh, uh, to their credit, Hawthorne is still a top eight side. Yeah, Hawthorne. Uh, I think we can pretty well agree on that. Very good us. side, coached by a genius. Yep. Okay, great. Hawthorne are back. Awesome. That's cool. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you can't be a football team, AFL football team, that kicks. Sorry, excuse me. Zero goals in the first half and two goals for the entire match. We're talking about Brisbane, of course. Yeah, no, I know. Um, it was, um, that was a dire. Diabolical. Yeah, absolutely dire. Although it's easy to forget that they did kick, Charlie Cameron kicked the first goal of the game. And then for no reason I can ascertain, the score review decided it hit the post. Mm. And I still can't figure out how the fuck they got to that, um, that opinion. But uh, after that, they didn't offer a shot, did they? And it was... Um, Save them an all-time record if they got a reason. 17, like, 17 turnovers like that were definitive. That Richmond pretty much scored for me, every yeah. single one of them. Yeah. yeah, it was horrible to watch. The skills were... It was... The skills were abysmal. It was bucketing with rain. <laughs> yeah. It was no it, good. Even then, it just didn't sound like it was a lot of desperation on Brisbane's part. And alternatively, mm. there was on Richmond. Like, that, that play... That play by Stefan Martin in the goal square where he could have gone up oh. and taken the mark and got spoiled by Dylan Grimes. Like, like he should have known Grimes was coming given the way Richmond were defending all day. They did it superbly. 
Like, get your, like you're twice the size of Dylan Grimes. Get mm. him out of the way. Try and position yourself to take a mark. Don't just stick your arms up in the air. When you're going to kick two goals for the day, you've got to make the most of your opportunities. In, in, if Brodie Grundy's goal is one of the best goals you ever see from a ruckman, that play from Dylan Grimes is some of the best defensive play you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. Smother mm, and sure. a tackle. Probably should have been given a, a holding the ball free kick as well. But, yeah, stop the goal. And that's yeah. that. It's that sort of stuff that won Richmond the flag last year. That sort of um, selfless, uh, you know, just throwing they play for each other. Play yeah. for each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, I still think Carlton's was the worst performance of the weekend, though. To be honest, to kick four goals, six. Like, I mean, yeah, Brisbane. Uh, we know they're one of the worst teams in it. Richmond at the MCG is the hardest, the hardest assignment in footy. In torrential rain as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, you shut. You cannot be losing by fourteen goals. You can't kick four six against North. I don't care if it's down in, in Tassie. I don't care. You can't. You just can't be that bad. You can't tell me that Mark Murphy cost them t- 10 goals no. or whatever, you know. No, but Doherty and Murphy Do- yeah. and Gibbs combined. Yes. Yeah, so no, I mean, I understand that. And I, I don't think anyone was expecting big things out of Carlton this season. But 30 points against North Melbourne. No one was expecting big things out of North either. Yeah, exactly. Well, no. I, I'm, people were specifically <laughs> expecting Tipping very small things out of North. That, you know, yeah. North had almost 100 more possessions than them. Yeah, but Carlton won the clearances. They were just, they're, they're, I think Thompson had 25. T- this is Scott Tom- no, Scott Thompson here. <laughs> yep. He had 26 possessions. Wow. So that just says that Carlton were just blazing away, kicking inside. Speaking of blazing away and kicking inside, you know Paddy McCartan had the most inside 50s for St Kilda on the weekend? Really? <laughs> Paddy McCartan. What, one? Who? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Who's he kicking to oh. down there? But Rowan Marshall was concussed in the second quarter or the third. So who's Paddy McCartan kicking to? Well, he's not meant to be taking. He's not meant to be putting the inside fifties. He's in. supposed he's to be, be marking them. What are they doing? What but, is their game plan? They had to swing Jake Carlisle forward just to give someone to kick to. Like there were so many occasions where St Kilda went forward and they just looked up and there was no one. There were three Geelong mm. defenders. There was a. Seb Ross had a turnover on the wing in the first 30 seconds. He was trying to kick it to Jack Billings. The ball rolled along the ground, went straight up the other end for a goal, and he, he, he just knew. That's right. Yeah, we looked at each other and went, ah, it's going to be, yep, there we it's, go. It's <laughs> one of those days. That's what we thought. It is, it's, like, we're going back to St. Kilda again. There's just nothing definitively good about it. It's just a bunch of average soldiers with average skills mm. playing an yep. average, average football, if, if, yeah. if not indistinguishable game plan. At least Carlton are starting a rebuild. St Kilda are a few years along and even supercharged the rebuild. Remember, they... They, they finished sort of ninth a... in 2016. <clears throat> yeah, that's true, yeah. Well, I mean... We're... Percentage out of the, the eight, if I remember correctly. We're um, looking at... Yeah. Carlton had 13, 13 players. 13! That had 13. that had 12 possessions or under. That's over half their side that had 12 possessions or under for an entire game of football against a side that everyone tipped to be bottom or yep. thereabouts. Ben Brown, if he seriously was on a team that what that was like playing top four footy, he would kick a hundred goals. He is an <laughs> absolute freak. Five, and dead dead eye. Five goals one. Yeah. He he looks so ungainly and weird, but just gets the job done. He does. Well you you so let's let's go one team each. Who who's worse at the moment? Carlton, Brisbane, St Kilda or Melbourne? Eighth? Uh probably Carlton. Yeah, I think Carlton for me. I would say Carlton as well. And you know, the thing is, two of these teams, Carlton, St. Kilda, and probably North Melbourne, they're going to put all their chips into getting Rory Sloan because, let's face it, Rory Sloan's coming back to Melbourne. Yep. If you were Rory Sloan, you wouldn't want to want to go to either of these teams because 
as good as North Melbourne playing, they're not going to win a flag in the next five years. Neither are Carlton, neither mm. are St Kilda. I think I'm, I'm still I'm still insulted you put Melbourne in there. By the way, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I, yeah, I was, like, was that just, you? I just like to troll you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I'm meant so who good. was. I, I meant I just meant who was. I, I kind of meant who had the worst weekend, not who, mm. who's the worst team. But yeah, I if, probably if, should have included if, Gold Coast. If, if, if we have to re-rank it, I think yeah. Melbourne had the biggest wake-up call. Mm. Yeah, but weekend. Melbourne had the the, the, the dirtiest day. Yeah, perhaps. But back to Sloan. That's why I. Um, well, I think if 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 I was Sloan was looking at those teams, I'd probably look at St Kilda as the best option. I. That's why I think the jungle, jungle drums are beating that he's going to go to uh, Hawks because they're going to throw up some salad. Imagine Mitchell. How are they going to get him and, and Tom Sloan. Lynch? <laughs> They won't get Tom Lynch. They no, won't get Tom Lynch. They will. So, 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 let's look at those games. GWS defeated Fremantle 82-51. Richmond, 110. Brisbane, 17. Bulldogs, 79. Sydney, 86. That was a good game of footy. North, 116. Carlton, 30. Eagles, 139 to the uh, Perth Coast Suns, 59. So, R- Rudy's posing the question. That's three games decided by 80-plus points on the same day. And they're all... Dire. Mm. It was just horrendous footy to watch. It's like that's kind of that's brand damaging gear. You know, the <laughs> North, North versus Carlton on TV on a Saturday night. People would switch that off and and put you know the A League on or something. Ooh, let's we're A League fans. <laughs> actually, let's not go that far. Well, there, actually, it was an eight two on the weekend. Yeah, there was an eight two on the weekend. Newcastle scored eight goals, which means they scored more goals than Richmond and Carlton combined. And I also Saturday. saw Roy O'Donovan held a uh, wooden spoon up towards. Yeah, yeah, I'll that was pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Good banter. So, that. your question was, is, think, it, yeah, look, it's the saving grace is obviously the cracker at Eddie had between the Dogs and Sydney, who always play good games. It's like Geelong and Hawthorne. but the other the other games, so uninspiring. Mm. It was just a one of those days of footy where it, it's like it's a real round twenty areas where you're just slogging to get through. It's like you, you can't afford to have that in round four. The, the top eight's pretty much locked in. And so yeah. yeah, yeah. Your question was: Was Saturday the worst round of football ever? Worst day of footy. It's it one of, yeah. It's up there. I think it's up there. Uh, but I think West Coast performance has been lost on the East Coast because West. Everyone was riding West, West Coast, including myself. I thought they were cooked. They have played some really good footy to yep. start. They're this three season. and one on a what second or third or something. Mm. Uh, they're, they're 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 not a bad they're not a bad side. Nick Nat, yeah, Nick Nat makes a massive difference to them. And um, Josh Kennedy came back and kicked five. It's half yeah. fit as well. Yeah, half fit. <laughs> and they'll. I mean, the other thing with them is they got the Geelong thing where it's like you can just bank, you know, eight plus wins at home. Mm. You know, so they'll never truly be. You know, they'll never finish bottom because they, or they, you know, they they're not never, but they'll. More likely to not finish bottom just because they've got so many games at home. But the Gold Coast have been okay. I wouldn't discount the fact that it's been a bit of a weird setup for them. They've had to stay over in Perth for a while. And I think I heard an interview with um, Stephen May, and he was talking to um, Neroli Meadows on AFL Tonight or something. And he said that um, he was one of the other players. I'm pretty sure, I'm just trying to look here. It might have been Jared Harbrow. No, it wasn't. Anyway. It was Nick Holman. Who, he, he went, just great for radio. It is. <laughs> <laughs> he went fishing off his balcony. If, you, if you're still listening, thank you. At yeah. like 1 a.m. And, and fishing off his balcony? Yeah, because where they were staying was backing onto a oh, river. Oh, right. So he just went fishing off his balcony. <laughs> weird. That's weird. Um, and I do apologize for that. was not even worth it. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I wouldn't mind. I didn't put it in the rundown, but I think we should probably touch on Essendon a little bit because it's a pretty big win. It was. Really. Yeah, it was. And um, Jake Stringer and Kyle Hooker, it's like, Funny how that putting an all Australian forward in the forward line mm. and an all Australian defender in the defence 
funny how they play excellent games. It's also Weird f- that. It's also funny how um, Robbo and Herald Sun wrote <clears throat> another two articles about Essendon. But anyway, yeah, you're right. <laughs> they perform standard. really well. <laughs> they were good. Um, and it just goes to show how even this league is as well, because every single team in the league this year has had one shit-ass performance. Some teams have had more than one, but every team now, including Port Adelaide, have had a shit performance this there's, season. There's Richmond, probably maybe GWS, Sydney, and then a log jam of mediocre sides mm. where everyone can beat anyone on a certain day. And it's great. But yep. even like Michael Hurley, 29 possessions in defense. Yep. Incl- that's 24 kicks. Like yep. that, that's, that's huge numbers <laughs> for a key defender. And Heppel, 31. Zach Merritt back to, you know, 29 possessions. Zaharakis, 28. It was just all around. Brett Goddard, 28. Yeah, no, they were just excellent, really. Mm. They just looked they, like they looked the complete opposite of the team that got that got walked all over by the dogs last week. Well, on the flip side, though, Tom Rockcliffe, eight touches. He's clearly injured. He's, Jack he's Watts, so 13 touches. Granted, he kicked three goals. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. Stephen don't. Motlop, 15 possessions. Yeah. He's still my boy, Jack Watts. Don't throw him under yeah. the bus. <laughs> he still loves him. Um, <laughs> Motlop, I mean, you know what you're going to get with Motlop. If you... You can tell early with 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 a, a team like Motlop, they bloke like Motlop. If um, the other team gets on top of you quick, Motlop can't work into the game. Mm. Um, but Essendon honestly never really looked like losing that game to me. The same with Collingwood on Friday night against Adelaide. I never really for a minute did they look like losing either of those sides. I'll, I'll be keen to go back and just look through like a list of a long list of you know two page spreads in the Herald Sun or whatever for teams that have been under the pump during the week and how well they perform in the first quarter mm. the week after. Mm. Because chances are they respond, and that's exactly what Essendon did. It is, and it sets up for a massive Antac day. Now there's a bit of dash for the Pies. They take it through the wing. Stevenson to Degoe, sidestep. He's going to give it back to Stevenson. Dishes off a hand pass now. Thomas arrives on the scene from 45. Great finish by the Pies. They are on tonight at the Oval. Little man Stevenson bounced off his chest, picked it back up. Bends it to the goal square. Good looking kick, Stevenson. You're having a laugh here. Back to Grundy. <laughs> oh, it opens right up here. He's got Hoskin Elliott short. Decides to go for it himself. And Big Brody nails it. What a goal that is. 58 metres. It is a thumping wow. kick. Jeez. Distance. That is the goal of the night. Four for Stevenson. And what a win to the Magpies. Fought the eight point winners. Their first ever win here at the Adelaide Oval. Are we a Collingwood podcast now? <laughs> Is that what just happened? Oh, no. I, just, I wish. No, I just tried to add some production value, and I saw I just typed in. Oh, and it just happened to I be just just happened to be Jaden Stevenson's goal. I oh. typed in Collingwood, and it came <laughs> up with Collingwood <laughs> defeated Adelaide Montage, and I thought, oh. let's have a crack here. We want to talk about it. So I wish you could see the smile on Ryan's face. <laughs> 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 All weekend, I've been. I, mean, be, I, I, mean, I, I wish I couldn't. Yeah. To be, sort of to be fair, though, it's Collingwood's best win All, under Buckley. All weekend, I've been hopping around like a pogo stick after that weekend. <laughs> yeah. don't um, that, Collingwood's best win under Buckley, I reckon it is. That and next to GWS two seasons ago with the glove. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, no, I think this, this is, is better. There's a big asterisk on that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is better. Mm. It, I, was, I think it's better. Yeah. it was. I had to. I just had. You know, when the, there's those games beforehand, you just have that feeling and you just kind of know. Yep. I, mm. I was telling anyone, anyone who would listen to me around the office on Friday that I, know, I, was I had a feeling we <laughs> <laughs> were going to win. Mm. You look like a man who's been to war or something already when, when you hear that. Um, <laughs> if, I, if, if Collingwood's got one thing right, it's performing when they're not expected to. Mm. Backs to the wall. Backs mm. to the wall. 
I mean, they they fuck things up when they're expected to win, but you know, it was, like, like, but against, it was... against GWS in round two, like they gave a really spirited performance against the Giants last year. They went right to the final siren until Stevie J broke their hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, against Adelaide, I think again, we drew. was it last year? We drew yeah, with them at the G. They drew. I think away they you know gave it a good run. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a long list of them. We just we just seriously played good footy for once. Like the movement from defence yeah. through to the forward line, some really slick ball movement in that rain was, you could even see it on the TV, just absolute like waves yeah, of it, it coming down. It looked, it looked <laughs> absolutely awful over there. But it was just, there's some huge numbers like side bottom 43, Trelaw 36, Grundy 33, Phillips 31. He's been real good this Pendles year. Pendles 30, like Sam Murray 23. And we, well, we have, it hasn't been announced yet. You'd have to think, Think um, Stephenson's going to be rising star. Stephenson, okay. Well, whatever. Well, yeah. Jaden, Jaden, yeah, Jaden S. Now, and that would be back to back rising stars for Collingwood. Not that it means anything, because I feel that cl- clubs like particularly Carlton had like four of them last year, and they're still fucking shit. So yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic trophy for mediocre clubs. It, How many look, rising star it, nominations it, they get? It's a very, it was a very, very good win from Collingwood. But you can't get ahead of yourselves because two two games into the season, people were already calling for Bucks' head, saying the apocalypse was was coming for Collingwood, and now they're saying finals, and they've gone into like twenty one dollars for the flag. Like, let's just. Pump the brakes. They will lose Anzac Day. On all, they will lose Anzac Day because fucking Danaher will come out of his show and kick <laughs> like seven straight. Lock it in. They will lose Anzac Day. Yeah, lock then it in. Then they play Richmond four days later. Hmm. They'll lose by yeah. two goals. Mm. Yes. And a very gallant performance. But exactly. Let's, but how, how good is it when you win? Ruids, Geelong have won. You just want to watch all the footy shows, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You, you want to listen. You want to listen to everything. <laughs> you sound like a man who's never seen his team win a game of footy before. Uh, I, I, <laughs> Sound I really, like me. Ha- I really have uh, <laughs> live, live. I've literally over the last three or four years, I've only seen Collingwood win two games live. Oh wow! So, uh, it's been pretty Jeez. Jeez. And how so, many? Have you, how many have you been to? A fair few. Mm, yeah, but pretty much any game of the MCG that's on a that's not on a weird day. <laughs> yep. So a lot. But no, look, hats off to Collingwood. Hats off to Bucks. It was really good to see him smiling again. It was a terrific game. Uh, we had Joshy Thomas on DSL on Saturday morning. Isn't he in some sort of form as well? Yeah, he's going well. He's going well. So, can we talk about Colin for a while? Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> what, what's what's next? Um, uh, the the, uh, the the weird media, the weird media, oh, yes. media watch, media watch. Um, it's for me the weirdest bit of media, not quite footy related, but tangentially enough. Um, that video. Sorry, can you can you what what was that word? Tangentially. Tangentially. Can you just. Can, eight for, letters, for people that. For, eight letters to, or less. For it's, Ethan, can you please explain? <laughs> it's a, it, it refers to, you know, a tangent. Being it's tangible? Like, you know, no, no, a tangent. So it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's about footy, but on a, you know, on a tangent level. Okay. Tangentially related to footy because it's Bruce McAvaney watching that, watching Winks. That video of him watching Winks come through. Was the weirdest thing I watched all weekend. It <laughs> was I, I, very strange to me. It, it, I mean, it, it, it was so Bruce, and that you know, it's he's, the best he's, thing you've ever seen. Like, 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 like his his passion Yuck. was his passion was incredible, but it was still just a little bit weird. It, yeah, it, yeah, it reminded me of the Bev Show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was the Bev Show. It was the Bev Show. <laughs> like what that that the Bev Show is Bruce McAvaney in Tasmanian teenage form. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. Oh. 
Isn't it just the best thing you've ever seen? Oh, she's got there. Oh. <laughs> that was very strange. He's bumping the table. And yeah, he's yeah, yeah. bumping the he's table. Got shorts oh. on. I thought, just... it, I thought it was very strange. Yeah. I thought it was very strange. Um, it was very tangential. It was. Well done, Heath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like full on old school. <laughs> Sorry, just had to drop that in there. Come on, come on, Rabbit. It is time for Take this. control, you're the host. I'm taking control. The big fella's angry. It's Rudy's rant. All right. There's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking done. <laughs> go. Sorry, Rudy. No, Any, no. Anyway. Fucking, um, I am actually pretty annoyed about one thing this week. It's this MCG stadium deal. Uh, well, yes. It's, it's Sorry, Ethan's pointing at Rabs. Yes, I'm angry about Rabs. Uh, <laughs> but it's this MCG stadium's deal locking in the grand final out of 2057. I mean, really, are we at any point ever going to try and make this a, a properly fair competition? We already have a lopsided draw where, you know, you, you can make the finals because you've played the worst team in the comp twice and someone else played the best team in the comp twice. And now, um, oh, we're just going to play the, the game... It, in, at the every grand final at the MCG, that's I mean, you could argue that it's cost Adelaide a flag last year. Well, all the finals at the MCG, even you could like um, just speaking, putting my Geelong fan hat on, having to play Richmond at the MCG in the finals last year, etc. The like, think back to when Brisbane were good and they had to play a, a home prelim at the MCG. I just think that if you want to make this competition properly fair, if you want to take some integrity, it's the the AFL are very happy to harp on about tradition and stuff. You know, uh, no, it's tradition. We'd never change it because it's tr- traditional. But then they're pretty happy to throw it out the window when it suits them. And I just think that this stinks, really. Mm. And then the, the argument's like, well, life's not fair. No, there's footy. Well, you know what? We actually have an opportunity to make it fair, but we choose not to. Why? Yeah. Look, what's wrong with playing it in Adelaide? What's wrong with having it at Adelaide over? Adelaide finished first last season. Mm. Imagine, a, uh, imagine a full Adelaide over on grand final day over there. It'd be, it'd be magnificent. Yeah, just imagine, you know, last September and... Last Saturday in September, Ethan, you got to rock up to Spotless Stadium for a grand final. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, if GWS have earned it, I don't really see why not. No. No, no I'm no, not no, having no, that. No, Shit rant. What? Shit it, rant. So you did have <laughs> terrible so you, rant. What's your, what's your problem with it then? Is it... Bad call. Right. So they can fit. They, it's, are you worried that they won't be able to fit enough... Uh, terrible know, call. Corporate short, fucking short, people Short-sighted call. Short-sighted call. Short-sighted How's call. it short-sighted? Jeez, it wouldn't happen to be an election year in Victoria, would it, mate? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's your answer. I, oh, like, I mean, hey, I, I, I understand. I don't, don't get me wrong. I understand exactly why it was, and I knew it was not going to change. Mm. But uh, it's still, it, it just gives me the fucking shit. Oh, look. Yeah, I can get that. But look at that. I really like the fact that they're going to redo Eddie Hand because that is just fucking shithouse. Um, I really, really like the fact that they're going to put a tunnel at Richmond train station so no one has to walk on Brunton Avenue anymore, straight to the MCG. What's that got to do with the MCG hosting Grand Final Day? It's all just rolled into the announcement, mate. Yeah, but the government's not paying. Well, they are, aren't they? Yeah, they oh, are. I can't remember. Yeah. Whatever. Look, hey, mate, it's it's tradition, you know? Just it's let the it go. It's the exactly vibe. the vibe of the It's thing. Marbo. <laughs> it's, and that's just it's, it. It's exactly what Rudy was ranting it's about. It's the vibe, you know? Mm. Mate, oh, no, you're compelling, compelling argument. Rich. It is compelling yeah. argument. Yeah, Melbourne, is, Melbourne is electric, home of footy. Well, it is. We're uh, um, we're, um, trying to, we're trying to go national, except for where it suits us. Where you know, um, hey, um, where imagine, we're... imagine having an Adelaide Port Adelaide Grand Final at the MCG. Well, well it just feel wrong. It would. 
but I don't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> Again, compelling. Compelling, argument. compelling. Right, we've got to wrap things up, boys. Uh, look, let's let we're going to preview some games for next week. We want to go what we're most excited with. Let's leave out Melbourne and Richmond, Collingwood and Essendon because our next podcast will still be in the midst of round five. So uh, I'll kick it off. I'm actually really Friday night footy, Sydney versus Adelaide. It's going to be huge. It's going to be really good to watch one key forward actually play really good. And, of course, I'm talking about Buddy Franklin because Tex Walker has simply forgot how to play the game of football. There's and, and, and Josh Jenkins is neither key nor And Rory forward. Sloan will not be playing because he looked cooked. <laughs> there is some suggestion that Tex Walker has uh, aggravated plantar fasciitis. Oh. So keep your eye well, that, on that. He was, out, he was out with that during the preseason. He was mm. in um, that. that. That's what I think Beats he was saying on Saturday is that he needs surgery but wants to play through it. Which right. is um, wise. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, they 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 have the they have the firepower to play games without a key forward. They could miss Tex and still win games. Yeah, I think the smarter option would be have surgery, get ready for finals. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Like you can't have someone underdone in like no. presuming Adelaide will make finals, which they should, mm. and probably go deep into them. You can't have an underdone Tex Walker. No, no. That but j- just yeah. Uh, but that game will be a ripper. Very, very, be really very good. good. What about SCG, you, SCG Friday nights are always good. Mm. Um, always wet, too. I'm tipping there's going to be rain. It's always wet on a Friday night footy in, seems it, in yeah. Sydney. Um, I'm interested in seeing how the Cats go against a chastened Port Adelaide outfit. There's, there's Adelaide a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> the Stephen Motlock oh, oh, sorry. We've just had 15 fucking minutes of Collingwood. How many times do we have to hear the fucking club song? <laughs> and fucking Jaden Stevenson's goals. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I'm, I'm fucking all about the Cats. Spare me. Right. S- uh, fucking spare me. No, I'm fucking done. <laughs> say what, you, say <laughs> what you're sitting in. Fucking round five it, is the, it is the Shannon Motlop Cup. Stephen. Stephen Motlop Cup. Or Shannon. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. It's the Motlop Cup. Rudy, Rudy's cashed out. Why, why is that going to be a good game of football? No, no, I'm fucking done, mate. Righto. I'll, I'll go, I'll go <laughs> through. <clears throat> I think it's going to be a good game of football. Um, because <laughs> of, <laughs> because um, I really like Bernard Parfit, and I think that... Um, I think that uh, there is no way I sound like that. <laughs> Um, what, what, what I'm looking forward tangent, to, more, I mean, more than you two, big, eat, what I'm looking forward I, to I most. I, I, I think that Geelong's going to be tangent or whatever the word I said. I, I, would, I would genuinely rather watch Brisbane Gold Coast on Sat on Sunday Oh, the Twilight. Q Clash. The Q Clash. That's going to be sensational. Then listen to you dickheads argue. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be honest with you, this has probably been the most... Uh, yeah. It's definitely been the loosest one. It's been the loosest podcast we have Cl- done. The closest to a walkout one. We, we, we will be back next Monday in the middle, basically, of round five. We'll still be two games to go. Uh, as always, you can catch us at thegreenfootpost.com.au and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next week. Fuck off. <laughs> Good old